0: Welcome
1: to Boob Talk with your host, Cynthia Rogers. It's time to get it off our chest as we discuss the issues breast cancer and other cancer survivors face. Come along on our journey. We are survivors.
0: Welcome to Boop Talk. I'm
1: your host, Cynthia Rogers. So a few weeks ago, we have been uh, discussing on the show surviving your initial breast cancer diagnosis and then sharing the news with your friends and your family. So what happens after that? Now, during the beginning of your journey as a patient and after treatment, you may feel you need support aside from your doctors, your family, and your friends. You may be looking to find a group that maybe can relate to what you're going through. And there are so many avenues of support right now with outside agencies, but we are also fortunate to have breast cancer support groups even on social media. So, with that being said, tonight we are going to be talking with Christine Rungi, and she is from the Facebook group Faith Wears Pink. Christine, welcome to Boot Talk.
2: Hello. Thank
1: you for being. Yes, I can. Thank you for being with us this evening.
3: Thank you so much for inviting me to be on.
1: It's my pleasure. So, Christine, let's get this conversation started and tell us what is Faith Wears Pink?
3: Faith Wears Pink is a, like you said, it's a Facebook group. Um, It is a private group, so that's just for privacy reasons for the ladies that are on there. It is um, Christian-based, so we do everything from the uh, Christian biblical point of view as far as sickness and, and healing and, and things like that. And um, we are also a 501c3 corporation, so we are a nonprofit as well.
1: Oh, great. So what is the significance of the name Faith wears Pink?
3: So when I went nonprofit, I had to come up with a name that was not taken yet <laughs> as a corporation. <laughs> um, and so the name actually kind of popped into my head one one morning when I was just kind of thinking about renaming the group, because originally it was called Breast Friends. Um, oh. And so, yes, but that was taken already. That was already a nonprofit, so I couldn't use that one. Oh. So if you kind of break up the, the name, Faith, which was definitely the key component of what I felt that I was doing with the group, it was Christian based. So that was faith wears as in a tangible wrap around, just could feel it um, comforting. You know, if you think of like wearing a blanket or wearing a jacket, something warm and then pink, obviously all of us breast cancer survivors know that that is the color of breast cancer. So it kind of combined and kind of told its story just from the title.
1: Oh, great. That's wonderful how you seem to combine and put that all together.
3: Yes, it kind of works, and
1: it's – it has a ring to it, too, which I love. (laughs) Yes, it does. So (laughs) tell me uh, exactly when and why did you decide to start this group?
3: So I went through my own breast cancer in 2013, I was a single mom and you know had I was working full time as a hairdresser and my entire family was up in Wisconsin and I very quickly realized that when I would be in the chemotherapy room or in even in the hospital for surgeries and things I had this gift of gab and I was able <laughs> to really pull people together and and I openly talked about my own journey on Facebook and my friends and family gave me the privilege of openly talking about everything that goes along with breast cancer. So in January of 2014, when I was finished with my major, like my chemo and and my surgeries, I was texting one night with three different ladies that I had kind of met along the way. They were asking me questions, and I'd kind of become like a person that people came to just because I was so open about everything. And I realized that these three ladies actually needed to be talking to each other. So oh. <laughs> I, and I'm such a big Facebooker anyway. Like I love Facebook. So I started a private Facebook page that night, and it was called Breast Friends. And I just added the 22 women that I had kind of met along the way. Um, that way, everyone could kind of talk. And that was literally the only further I thought that was going to go. I did not oh, wow. think it was. I, I didn't. I didn't have a plan. It wasn't like I thought. Oh, I'm going to do this big thing. It was just I wanted these. <laughs> Women to to be able to talk to each other. And I also didn't want it to be awkward. So I kind of introduced everybody, and I started a a question of the day. And Ah. every day I would post a question, like, when was your diagnosis date? What was your, you know, how did you tell your kids? Who, you know, just various things like that. And I realized that there was this need for women to tell their story and to hear it from others as well. So the page started out as Breast Friends. It was 22 girls. That was um, back in January of 2014, and very quickly it started to grow. Girls wanted to add people. Hey, can I add my friend? She wants to, you know, because there was some humor involved as well, but also it was, you know, we were praying for one another and things like that. So by February, late February of that, that same year, I hosted a dinner by the nudging of my plastic surgeon. And PF Chang's actually hosted the whole thing. They paid for it. There were oh, nice. 12 girls that, yes, it was awesome. 12 girls showed up, and I realized that there was literally not a stranger in the room, even though I was the only one that knew all of them.
1: So Amazing. I
3: realized, yes, it was so, I was like, okay. <laughs> in fact, it was that night that I was like, okay, this is kind of big. This is going somewhere. Um, So my plastic surgeon actually was the one, uh, that's Ricardo Meade. He was actually the one that said, I think you need to go nonprofit because I was growing so fast and I was personally paying for, other than that dinner, but I was paying for anything that was going on in the group. So by October of 2016, we had grown to over 300 women. We had reached worldwide status because we had
1: oh my a couple goodness. people
3: that were, I know, it was amazing. And that's when I had filed for my 501c3 and was approved that November. So
1: That is what, what beautiful.
3: It was, and here's the thing, I would love to take all the credit for that. I would love to say, oh, I did this amazing thing. But truth is, God had a plan for all of this, and he knew that I was going to be his vessel, and he knew that I was willing to do whatever it was that he asked me to do. So also I realized that it was my faith that got me through my journey with such a positive attitude and calmness. So sharing that with others and helping them get through it the way I did was very quickly that it was like, okay, that is what I'm supposed to do. And you know that there there's this gap. You get told you have breast cancer and you're sent home or you're on the phone with your doctor and then you're kind of lost in la la land. Like you don't know where right.
2: to go. Right, exactly. And
3: having and there's a lot of groups. There's obviously you can have many, many, many different things. And I knew that I wanted to I didn't need to be the biggest Facebook support group, but I knew I wanted to be the one that served the women who were on it the best. I wanted it to stay intimate. I wanted it to stay positive, and I wanted faith to be the basis of all of it. So we are now over 700 women, and it's um, it's amazing to, to watch the ladies talk to each other, support each other. Um, you know they they laugh with one another, and i I just i love love, love, love what happens on that page.
1: That's wonderful. now just can you just uh share with us a little bit about your breast cancer journey, how you found out you had breast cancer
3: sure so i was it was actually a couple of days after my forty fourth birthday, and like I said earlier i'm I'm a single mom uh my entire family lives up in Wisconsin. And they, at the time, were consumed with my dad, who had had a stroke just one month before. Mm. So I was, I was, you know, single, dating, had a mortgage, working full-time. I found it in a routine mammogram. My maternal grandmother did pass away from breast cancer when she was 33, which was oh unusual back
0: then. Right. But,
3: um, yeah, that was very unusual. So I was very much on top of my mammograms. I never had a clear one from the time I was 40. Mine was never clear. I always had a lump or a bump or a suspicious oh, spot. Oh,
1: really? So, oh, wow. Yes.
3: <laughs> so I was basically every six months, I was coming in for a mammogram and a sonogram. And this particular year, that I didn't have time to do a sonogram. I was like, ah, I just don't have time. I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. So they had me come back the following day after my mammogram to do the sonogram. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, I was like, "Oh, just another callback. I really wasn't thinking it was gonna be anything, mm-hmm. and very quickly, the uh sonogram tech changed her all of a sudden, the screen was away from me, and the doctor was coming in and and all that, but
1: no, oh, so did you think uh, so at, at that like,
3: point something was
1: going on?
3: Oh yeah, I knew instantly, yeah, yes, yeah. I knew instantly something was wrong, so that catapulted me you know i found out you know the very next day i was going in for a biopsy and she rushed it and the, you know i mean it was boom 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 fast 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 so here i was 44 single mom um and i was stage 2a triple positive which is basically hormone positive so my hormones mm-hmm. were feeding the cancer and i had yeah mine doctor too diagnosis. yeah so you know <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting, thing, though. I mean, because they can kind of understand hormones. where it's coming from.
0: Right, you know, right.
3: Sorry, <laughs> <dog> hormones. <laughs> so I had a double mastectomy three weeks later. And then um, three weeks after that, I started chemotherapy. And I had to do six rounds of chemo, they were every three weeks. And then I did a year of a medication called Herceptin, which is for a breast cancer called HER2 positive,
1: which is yes, part of that. I've, I've had to take that too. Like, yes. I used to call it so, the little cocktail.
3: <laughs> it is, yeah. So that was that was every week during chemotherapy months. And then after chemotherapy was over, it was just every three weeks for the next nine months or what eight months, whatever it was. So and then I did my oh, reconstruction wow. on New Year's Eve of 2013. My oh, doctor squeezed wow. me in for insurance purposes.
1: <laughs> what a way to bring in the new year.
3: I know, right? But here's the thing that I really, I here, you know, I was down here by myself. My family was all up in Wisconsin. And I'll tell you what, you find out who your community is, who your friends are. I right. had people coming out of the woodwork. And, boy, I don't suggest getting cancer to find out how loved you are, but if you want to find out how loved you are, have cancer.
1: <laughs> right. That, that happened to me, too. I found out who i thought were my friends weren't my friends and who really did have my back and was in my corner so yes oh, that will yes the whole experience will open your open your eyes Absolutely. so i want to ask you uh you know you've talked about your faith and your faith in god is what brought you through the journey so now tell me what does the facebook group faith wears pink what does it mean to you personally
0: it's oh also like kind would, of
1: therapeutic for you now, even though you've gone through, you know, your treatment and through the journey, does it have an, uh, an effect on you at this point?
3: So I realized that, that me sharing my journey and my faith is helpful to others. And as we all know, anytime we can help someone, that always feels good. It's. You know, I, I, to me it's an honor I to to be trusted with people's private stories. You know, not only what happens on the Facebook page, but I get a lot of private conversations outside of the group, whether it be text message or fe- a private message on Facebook or phone call. And I, to me it's such an honor that I'm trusted with that. And, you know, knowing what your spiritual gifts are, the, you know, it's kind of like, wow, okay, God's using all of my spiritual gifts. This is awesome. I I love every single one of the girls that are on the group, and obviously there's a lot of emotion that goes with that. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm worried. You know, I find myself praying a lot for an individual or several individuals. So it weighs heavy on my heart at times, but at the same token, it is such a blessing to be trusted with not only running the group, but um, being trusted with the information that I sometimes am, am shared with.
1: Amen. <laughs>
3: yes. I, I want to ask
2: and you my-
1: lastly, uh, how can someone be connected to the group?
3: So we have a couple different avenues. You have to be friends with some, Facebook friends with someone in order to be added. So okay. usually that's, that's how the majority of our girls have been added. It's like, Oh, I met this girl at chemotherapy and I want to add her. So they can, they can be added through someone that they know on Facebook. They can be added. And then I get the notification and, and um, confirm the addition. We do have a public page on Facebook. It's called the ministry of Faith Wears Pink. And oh, okay. they can message, they can message me through there and, I can then send them a friend request and add them onto the private page. And that's 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 really, sometimes people will text me and say, hey, I have a friend who just got diagnosed. How do I add her to your page? And I, I can call or text that person, and it's kind of that same process. I have to become their Facebook friend first and then add them. And I always tell women, that go that avenue. I'm like, you can unfriend me after I get you added. I just have to be your friend to add you.
1: <laughs> I don't know some people
3: are kind of private about that. <laughs> right,
1: right. Well, Christine, so that's I want to. Is... So it's just as simple as as that. That you can become yeah, a part of you. the group space where Spink.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. It, it's it's such an honor to to share the story and and to reach more people and how we can help someone who's going through breast cancer.
1: Well, I want to thank you, Christine. I want to thank you for being a servant. And I look at this group as as being a ministry in itself and uh, letting women know that they're not alone, that this is like a sisterhood and this is like a family. And I want to just thank you for being obedient to the Lord telling you to put this group together so that you can help so many people. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, Christine. And hopefully maybe we'll have you back on the show in the future. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to Boob Talk, and I'm your host, Cynthia Rogers, and you were just listening to an interview with Christine Rungi and she is the founder of the Facebook group and the nonprofit group Faith Wears Pink. We'll be right back after this brief break. I am voice talent Paula G., and I would love to be a resource for you. Whether it's an intro, an outro, a commercial, PSA, tag, or more, consider Paula G. the next time you have an audition or voiceover need. Email Paula at PaulaGVoice.com. And remember, it's the voice that counts.
0: Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located
2: in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia 30317. We're pretty sure My Coffee Shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop too.
1: That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust.
0: SRN Survival Radio Network. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath.
1: you are listening to Boob Talk on Survival Radio Network, and I'm your host, Cynthia Rogers. Now, before our break, we were discussing breast cancer support groups on social media, and we had our special guest with us, Christine Rungi of Faith Wears Pink. And now we have another special guest, Michelle Hayner of the Facebook group Breast Cancer Champions. Michelle, welcome to Boob Talk. Thank you, Cynthia. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. So All glad right. to have you with us this evening. How are you?
2: Well, I'm doing great. I was just singing the song there, you know. Uh, which, um, you're gonna hear me roar, champions, you know.
1: I thought that's right. Oh, Do you have the I'm eye the of the tiger? <laughs> i of the tiger. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay, so so Michelle, tell us what is breast cancer champions.
2: Well, it's kind of special. It started out, um, as an idea that was born from two breast cancer warriors, champions, fighters. Uh, we had been in, uh, had gone through our personal fights. We'd, um, met online, believe it or not, and connected as two women, who became two sisters, um, And we talked to each other through our chemotherapy and our long nights. Um, Everybody else else in our families were sleeping. we were up talking about everything that um, our life was becoming like because of cancer and the treatment. So we had gone into a group online, and I was in that group looking for support. And I had gone through the groups and said, you know, something's missing. I'm just not feeling it. didn't like the interactions that I was seeing with some. Yeah, women. yeah uh, one group. Really, I sat back and went, "Oh, what am I seeing here? What, I don't think that. No, this is not good for me." And so I apologized and I said, "I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll talk to y- y- y'all later. I, I, can't. I can't do this." <laughs> and mm-hmm. what it basically was was a huge portion of meanness, a huge portion of negativity. And, I mean, it was like bullies online kind of thing that was going oh, really? on. Really? Yeah. And I just totally felt this was not appropriate, so I left that group. And a couple minutes later, a special, very special woman named Terry Delpho, uh contacted me on line and said, don't hang up, don't get offline, I need to talk with you. And so uh, we connected that way. And she was the lady I told you about that was uh, sharing her long nights on chemo with me. Um mm-hmm. we became chemo buddies. Um uh, she told me she didn't agree with what was going on in that group as well and she didn't want me to leave and she said, I think you should start a group of your own and I said, wow. Um Yeah, I was like, Okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't like into Honestly, I didn't want to do the Facebook group. I didn't you know, didn't want to get involved in anything like that. But um I I, I prayed about it. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I listened to your other uh guest speakers you're talking about being influenced by God. I kind of felt that I got a nudge from the man on a man on high to okay. um to do something. And so I told Terry at that point, and this was back in 2013, I said, um, you know, we'll we'll try this, but I'm not going to um, have a group like like other Facebook groups. This is going to be a group that is not just going to stay on Facebook. This group is going to step out of Facebook and become real. And, yeah, we started in 2013. We have over 2,000 members now. We have
1: wow, that's amazing. Tre-
2: well, you know, it's like, um, it's not something that I, you know, like I really don't sit back and count how many people join right. every day. I don't count um, who leaves. I don't pay attention to that because it's really not my business. My right. um, idea is to find out what the need is and respond to the need appropriately. And breast cancer champions is a, uh, I'd say uh, a community of women from all over, from every culture, from every belief, spiritual belief. And we come together and with the understanding that we're going to respect each other and we're going to listen. And if someone says, can you all pray for me, people who want to pray for her, or that individual will respond and say prayers going up, or however they respond, they respond saying, I'm going to pray for you. And it isn't, um, and it's basically that. It's not um, according to my church's beliefs or whatever, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get into that because we don't allow it. Right. Right. Uh, And we have uh, so many doors that open when this happens that women start to lean closer to each other or across the table to each other and say, what did you just say, and can you explain that to me? And so this group has become a powerhouse of of empowerment for women. And we we know we all came together because of cancer. Um, In the uh, years since 2013, we've lost so many sisters, and our philosophy of the group is we will never lose them. We will carry them with us. And and they'll never be forgotten. We actually have staffs that um, were made, and they have pink banners, banners on down. And we add the names of the women who have gone on before us because we don't want anyone to forget the women whose lives were cut short. We don't want anyone to forget the mothers who left their children here. We don't. Well, I I personally feel if we let, if we forget them, others will forget too. Right. And we don't want that to happen. We want the loss of a soul down here to be important enough that we get that cure, that we get these people thinking of their own parents, their own mothers. And and so we're kind of a, a power, like I said, a powerhouse group where we, um, we want to generate that empowerment for a woman so she can stand up and know that she's loved and to love herself. and um, it's there's so much breast cancer champions. I could go on talking about what we do. Um, uh,
1: Terry, well what well, what do you do? Yes, go ahead and tell us.
2: yeah, Terry passed away unfortunately um, in two thousand fifteen, Terry Delfolk did pass away her um, her cancer had spread. And they didn't catch it. Um, they had treated mm-hmm. us. She he was herceptin positive as well, as you ladies were talking about. Um, they didn't follow up. There was no follow-up. And so then, oh, no. you know, so her and I went to Nashville together. You know, we were talking about people uh, coming down with lymphedema, but they didn't, you know, they were taking it kind of like, you know, it's not important. But, yes, it is. And we're trying to explain to people it is important. Don't downplay right. it. So. So here she is, me and her, running around Nashville and uh, being goofy girls. And um, she goes home, jumps on the plane, goes home, and then calls me up a couple weeks later and tells me she'll feel good. And so I turn around and, I, you know, I, I talked to her and I said, you got to go in and get checked. She goes in, they say, it's spread to your brain. And she literally went "What oh, did?" No. And it's like, that's one of the things that as champions we want to do um we want to listen to the actual what's going on in the cancer treatment arena and we we come up with these these things like uh no follow up that you know i mean <laughs> is it a standard practice you know we ask those questions is it a standard right. practice to have follow up mri or a ct scan and um you know find it's out-
1: funny that you mentioned that Because during my journey, I had to request, and I said, can I start having MRIs? And they were like, oh, well, for what? And I said, because I want to be on top of this. And then they said, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, let's just, you know, make sure your insurance approves it. And then, yeah, I guess you can. But I had to initiate that myself. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's still going on the overall from what we are finding um, from the members in the group, we're finding that it isn't something that they want to push towards their people. It's basically you don't have any signs or symptoms. But don't get me started on signs and symptoms because that's a whole ball of wax right there. Um, you know, we're as an uh, online group, we're not famous or liked by doctors. They don't want their patients
1: to be going to, talk to a face. Yeah, they don't right. want us
2: talking, or you know, because they. This is what they told me was because then the the patient comes running back with all these things that they have heard, and it takes up so much time. And I just stood there going, "No, that doesn't fly."
1: Wow, not,
2: that doesn't fly with me, Doc. You're talking to a woman who worked in in nursing for over 20 years, and I said, "And and I'm I was in the military. You're not gonna you're not gonna get away with that with me." And it's basically. You know, I've watched just since the time I've been treated and seen a difference in patient numbers and the time that the doctor has to to spend with each patient. And it's like they're snapping their fingers, pow, 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 your 15 minutes up, next,
1: pow, yes, pow, pow. exactly, yes. And, and it's like, give me a break. You're acting like but we do But you wait an hour, hour and a half to see yes, the doctor, help. and then you're in there for five yes. minutes. Okay, goodbye. Yes,
2: ma'am, that's exactly what they do. You feel like an animal when they're done with you, don't you? Right. It's like, what was
0: my number? Right.
1: Or if you you sit there and and talk about what's wrong with you, they're like, oh, okay, on to the next. Well, wait a minute. Did you just hear what I said that I'm going through this or I'm having issues? or It's like they don't care, some of them.
2: Well, I think some of them care. I think some of them, you know, like as a nurse, I used to sit back and watch doctors get the burnout and other nurses get the burnout send send up symptoms. And I've also seen doctors with a horrible gas complex. And I, I told myself when I was done nursing, I said, you know, what's going to happen? And I actually had the place that I used to be cared for with my oncology team. Um, they actually asked me if I would stay on as a patient advocate. Um, they weren't going to pay me. But they wanted me to be a patient advocate. And I said, well, mm-hmm. what is it? You're tired of me coming up and saying you're wrong, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I stopped the nurses and said, oh, you didn't wash your hands. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I said, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they want—they didn't like me too much. But, you know, it's too bad because, you know, if That's the people right. don't speak up, then nothing's going to change. And. Right. I I remember talking to Terry, and I was ca- I was crying, and, I, you know, we, we would take our blankets and we'd get a flashlight and play like we were kids, you know, like, so that cancer wouldn't be so bad. And we told ourselves mm. other that if the children can handle this, we can handle this. And so we'd sit there and quietly whispering to each other, and I was crying one night, and I said, you know, sis, I said, what breaks my heart is the look on their faces when I walk into the treatment center. I said, they're sitting out there waiting. Some of them were like me. They didn't even know what was coming. I never had cancer before. Right. I didn't know, I didn't know how, how it was going to affect my life. And and I tell you, um, being a nurse didn't help me much because um, they got me going right from the start. And now I, I wasn't your happy-go-lucky patient. I was not. I was a woman who had been seriously stressed out of my mind. Uh, I didn't need to have one more bad thing happen to me in my life. And sure enough, here it comes. And you kind of mm-hmm. roll your eyes. Well, why are you doing this to me, God? I literally said, right. oh.
0: exactly.
2: I said my name is not Job. <laughs> 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 you know, I was like, I've had enough. I really have had enough. Of these trials, and you know, so
1: I was the I, exact same way. I thought, well, God, are you punishing me? Like, you know, you come nothing. on,
2: you didn't do nothing. You're you're living in the world. You know, this world right. is this world is a carcinogen. You know, the way our living style is, the way the, the environment has been. I mean, everything. Um, there's like so many different factors on how you end up getting cancer, and each woman is different. That, you know, we just can't say, well, it's because you, uh, you smoked. Because the woman's going to turn around and say, I never smoked a day in my life. You can't right. go by one thing other than, I guess, uh, we could say DNA. But, but that's pretty much what the group is. I mean, um, uh, I have people that uh, come into the group and they want to rant and rage. And I just take them aside and say, um, you can rant and rage to
1: me. <clears throat> okay. So but, are there any criteria to join the group?
2: Um, basically, at this point, you have to have had breast cancer or have it. So you could have had it 20 years ago and you can still join. Um, okay. And will be a woman, you know, at this point. It's a woman's group. Um, it is closed. We are discussing opening it for men. But we have uh, so men can join us, but um, we have family members that want to join the group and we don't let them. We have another group on the side called the Circle of Champions, and that's where we direct the family members and the children. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, the kids don't let's say a kid gets on and he doesn't hear something horrible that just happened to his mother.
1: Right. Right. We don't want that to
0: happen.
2: Yeah. Right. And so the men, We at this point, we know that men do have um, their own support groups for breast cancer, and we know that they're, we know quite a bit about their statistics and all that. And we, we like to be supportive in real life to them. We always are in real life to them. But with right now, we're going to sit tight with just women at this point. Um, I do get men who call, contact me and say, Hey, can you talk to me about my wife? And I'm like, Sure, no problem.
1: Um, Okay.
2: But they're not, they're not the guys who try to get in the group as much. Um, the mm-hmm. ones we get that we have to turn down are college students, believe it or not.
1: Really? Hmm.
2: Yeah. And they like to call, you know, call, you know, get a uh, request to get in the group. And we ask if they've had breast cancer. And they're like, well, no, I just wanted to ask some questions. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. That's kind of yeah. odd. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: okay. the world today you get that paper done in the the way
1: possible right (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness you know (laughs) (laughs) I I I know how I know you were mentioning earlier about the you know other groups that you were first in that you just thought they were bullying and being negative now do you have any like code of ethics or anything like that for your group
2: yeah, uh, we basically have um, what we call the Champions Oath, and basically, all in all, what it's saying is, you know, when you come into this group, you're welcome to come in, we're going to open our arms up, we're going to offer you coffee, et cetera, virtual this, virtual that, um, and then even invite you out to dinner if you live in the same town as I do, but um, Oh,
0: wonderful.
2: Oh, yeah, we've met with Champions here the last couple of weeks, we were out. Having lunch together in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, um, but it's the old the code of ethics. Basically, is this and that all. Love one another.
1: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And that, that
2: means respect somebody. You don't have to agree with them. And if you can nicely say, I don't agree with you, that's fine. But it better end there. There's no mudslinging. There's no competition. There's no female (laughs) catfighting. None of this is allowed in the group. And all of those things break us down. And this is not why we were created, to fight with each other. No. We were created to make each other stronger and to become, to empower uh, us. I would empower you, and you would in turn empower me. And then together, what could we accomplish? We could move mountains. And so That's we, right. have, we have women from every culture in the group. I'm part Native American. We have Native Americans in the group. We have Japanese people living in Yokohama, Japan, who are in the group. Um, oh, wow. And, and they're very active. Oh, we're global. And we started being global. I want to say from day, <laughs> day one, it was like, can I? I'm in Japan. Can I be part of the group? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And thank you
0: Facebook. <laughs> you know, yes,
1: that's right we have, Because sometimes, uh, you know, social media Is just, you know As of late, it is used for bullying And just, you know, the negativity But it's wonderful to see that There is still something positive That you can use yeah. Facebook for We try to be a haven from all of that And we try to show people Facebook
2: is a, a Tool that you can use But it shouldn't be used to hurt other people.
1: And right.
2: That's just kind of my own creative ethics. It's like uh, um, I wasn't, and I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes. Other people make mistakes. We need to be forgiven when we do that. And it, we can't get past day one with some people because they don't want to let yesterday go. And it's like, you know, while we keep our champion sisters with past with us, We don't use that as a block to our future. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So it's like, yeah, the past is hurtful. There's a lot of pain in the past. Everybody can turn around and say, in my past, I got hurt by this happening or whatever. Well, that's, you know, that's sad and that's something to express, but it's not something to stop you from living. And um,
0: that's
2: that's true. We want people to live life. Because that's what life is about, living. Yes, it is.
0: And
2: And I just said something in the group the other day. I think it was yesterday. I I just started off with um, life is not about dying, people. People are are spending way too much time on the ugliness of death. I I think everybody does, you know, give death maybe five minutes, and that's it. (laughs) And then move on to living. Right, right. yeah, that's, we do, this is, that's this how, is, that's how
1: I'm, I'm living my life.
2: Yeah, me too. I thought about, even with myself, I'm, I believe this so much, that I'm going to tell you all now, that don't think you're going to, you know, have to come to a long, drawn out funeral or funeral period when I go. <laughs> I ain't wasting any time on that funeral. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you're not going you know, to allow you to either. And no, you're not going to go spend a whole bunch of money on flowers that I don't even care about. You know, it's like, go, get, and get out right. there. And love somebody and show them what love is about. Be smart about doing that. And, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, That's there's what so much about. To, You know, there's so much, you know, what did somebody say? It's not that you say you're going to do something good that matters. It's
1: that you do something good that matters, right? So it's and I I, thing. I think a, a lot of a lot of women when they when they go through something like breast cancer or any other disease they just give up hope, but from my perspective I looked at the bigger picture and I had to come to the realization you know that's when I was you know being mad at God why are you doing this to me then you know mm-hmm. it dawned on me it's not about me what's the bigger picture. If I can get through this and help somebody else, that's what this is all about, not me.
2: Uh, Yeah. It's about, yeah, why are we here? We're here to help other people. We're here to, you know, it's not to push that log by yourself. It's to see someone pushing a log and you say, "Uh, I need to put down what I'm doing and go help push that log. Because that's what we're here for. And that's why it feels good when you do something for someone else. That's why it feels good because you're generating good medicine. You know, and that's what it's about. It's called love. And, you know, as a human family, we really have gone a long ways away from the truth of it all. And that's why we're all so confused, you know. And it's like, what do you do first? What do you do first? Love each other. (laughs) Yes. Right. It's simple. Love each other. You know, it's not about you know you wear your hair different than I do, or your hairstyle looks better than mine. It's not about that stuff.
1: <laughs> right. So, and if we uh, can't also, first of all, learn to love ourselves, then we also can't learn to love anybody else as well.
2: Just yes, me. I believe that. I do too. It's true. You can't love other yeah. people or anything if you don't know how to love. And unfortunately, we have a world of people who are in. They have needs. They are so needy because, like I said, everybody's so far away from what they need, where they needed to stay. And so they forget to show them children love, or they forget to demonstrate these things. And of course, then what happens? You have generations upon generations upon generations of people who don't have a clue. Yeah, that's
1: unfortunate.
2: It is, but you know, this is why we talk about love, so that maybe we can uh, help someone know that they're loved, you know, and that's, you know, I don't really want to be a, a, bring a downer, but one of the things that we do, and like I said, many things we do, but um, we had a young lady who was a breast cancer fighter, um, survivor, she came into the group, and there was just something about her and her interactions, her responses to you know, the conversations that were going on. And then one day she contacted me. Her name was Kim. And uh, I found out then through conversation, private conversation with her, that Kim, um the poor, the poor gal, <laughs> was suffering so badly. She was suffering mm. from uh, domestic abuse. She was abandoned. Mm. Uh, she had physical issues. She was, Um, experiencing abject poverty where she didn't have an income and was in this abusive relationship and on top of all of this stuff the poor girl had breast cancer I just want to scream when I hear these stories you know
1: Mm, that's so sad
2: yeah and then she went into the hospital and she got home and she said Michelle I'm home and everything and I said okay great and I said okay well let's get busy getting things together for you and of course then the next thing I hear is that Kim passed away and
0: mm, I, was,
2: no. I was just totaled. I was like, oh
0: no.
2: No, no um and I did a little bit of research and found that it had something to do with the thing that was going on at home. And I was oh I was like oh no 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 <laughs> somebody should have no. done something and so then I, I said, Well that's somebody is us And this mm. was my like, like um God willing, if this is where God wants the group to go, he'll enable the group, you know, to move forward and, you know, maybe become nonprofit. I'm just saying maybe because I don't know for sure what God wants. But um, this is something that I would love to see the group do. I'd love to have a retreat where the members can uh, come to the retreat um, or we can go ahead and gift a retreat to a few members or something. Um, Reach out and have an outreach for the members the, I really think that some of the cancer issues come from living in a negative environment. Again, on this I um, think so
1: too. Uh,
2: yeah, a poverty-stricken environment where you know you you sit back and you say, "I heard somebody say one time, you know, the reason people get cancer is 'cause of the way they're living." And I said, "You know that there's a, a percentage of truth to that." I said, "However, yeah, I believe
1: stress, stress as well. Yeah,
2: stress, stress is a, a well-known." Um, uh, factor that alters ourselves, and it's like um there is so much to the holistic avenues here when it comes to the body and how we alter it by and how we damage it and it's like wow, you know um the kind of food we eat and the process that the food is the food goes through before we even put it on our table It's like some right. people you know I'm thinking maybe we should just quit eating. And guess
1: what?
2: (laughs) It's a cure cancer. You know, cancer be cured, you know?
1: Right, or, you know, detox, detox. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's like um, we're not going to really, I don't see our government, our our country uh, turning things around to the point where we'll get rid of all cancers. I really don't think we will. Um, Not
1: anytime soon. Well, there's, there's too much money in it, so, yeah, unfortunately, it that's, that's yeah. not going to happen. At least, yeah, like you said, it's not anytime soon. So. Yeah,
2: it's a money-driven thing, and, and that's just right. uh, a situation about it, but I figure if we can um, get the whole, you know, ball of wax rolling in the right direction, we can at least do a little bit of uh, empowerment by saying, you know, you have the right to do this, or you have the right to choose what kind of place you want to live in, <laughs> you know. Empower a woman so that she can turn around, like we were talking before, learn to love herself, and then she can turn around and love her family, and then maybe realize for someone, this isn't how I should be living. Right. And, uh, okay. unfortunately, you know. Okay, uh,
1: lastly, lastly, Michelle, I just wanted to ask you, how can someone become a member of Breast Cancer Champions?
2: Well, I'll make it a very simple thing here. You go to <laughs> Facebook dot com group and there there you go. The phone that pops up is called breast cancer champion. Click on that baby. Uh-huh. It'll bring you right to our our cage. Uh, right now we got pink pumpkin up there. Um we're not um big on the pink flood or whatever you call that, but we'd like it's almost Halloween. So um you just click on, you know, request to, to be joining the group, and then the questions will pop up. You answer those questions, or you go into the void. That's what I call it. If you don't answer the questions, you're going to go into a void. Just answer the question that's basically, have you had cancer, or do you have it? Are you a woman? Um, you know, and then we just ask a little bit of demographics, like, you know, what state are you in, or whatever. And then basically, how? You answer those questions properly And you'll be talking to me real soon
1: <laughs> And you're in like Flynn
2: <laughs> Yeah and, and then you can start roaring And they can start yelling at your champion And put on them pink boxing gloves
1: And go a couple rounds you know? That's right Yes ma'am well, Michelle, I want to thank you for being a guest on Boob Talk I want to thank you for sharing about Your group Breast Cancer Champions I want to thank you For being a light, for being a beacon to the Pink Sisters and I just want to encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing and I would love to have you back on the show.
2: Oh sure my complete honor to be here and um, thank you so much for what you're doing really appreciate it give
1: me a yell anytime Thank you so much Michelle you have a good night. Thank you you too babe. Talk to you later Thank you. Bye bye Bye-bye. You are listening to Boob Talk with your host, Cynthia Rogers, and we'll be back for the close of the show right after this brief break.
3: a content creator, social media socialite, influencer, or simply love to record current events, you need the joystick. The joystick is an essential tool for every type of digital content creator. It holds two or more mobile phones or tablets, allowing users to stream and record hands-free on multiple apps simultaneously. And it's lightweight and portable. For more information or to purchase your joystick today, visit our website at www.joistik.com.
0: Have you been recently discharged from your employer through no fault of your own? Or maybe you quit your job for good cause. If so, then you may be entitled to unemployment benefits. If you have been denied unemployment,
1: welcome back you are listening to boob talk on survival radio network and i am your host cynthia rogers tonight we've been discussing two wonderful breast cancer support groups that are on facebook we talked with christine Rungi of faith West pink and michelle hainer of breast cancer champions they shared information about their groups and their own personal journeys as survivors we go through treatment and then after treatment I believe it's important for us to be able to reach out to support groups that can help us along our journey. I know some support groups have been a tremendous help to me along my journey when I felt that maybe no one else could understand what I was going through, and these support groups have helped me tremendously. Now, I have my fellow Pink Sisters in these support groups that will encourage and uplift me. So I just want to, again, thank our special guests, that was Christine Rungi of Faith Wears Pink And Michelle Hainer of Breast Cancer Champions Until next week, God bless Thank you for listening to Boob Talk with your host, Cynthia Rogers Remember, never give up hope